Okay, so what better way to kick off 2022 by then talking about healthy beginnings? And so my topic today is healthy mama, healthy baby. And I'm going to discuss this in a way that maybe you've never heard before. Hopefully, I don't know, hopefully you have. But if you haven't, I just want to kind of not blow open this this topic, but it's more like expand it into um, a way of seeing our experience as mothers and becoming mothers and the experience of preconception, conception, childbirth, and postnatal um, in a more holistic sense. So have a listen and I'll tell you all about what I mean about that. So happy, happy new year and here's to new beginnings in 2022. Welcome to the Family Health Revolution podcast with Coach Carla Atherton, where she discovers, uncovers, explores, and reveals the secrets to true family health and wellness. I do a lot of thinking about the future, about kids, about parenting, about healthy pregnancy, childbirth, the experience of becoming a mother, probably because I am a mother. I have three children who are grown, actually, and they're at this time of the recording, they're 23, 18, almost turning, you know, turning 19 soon and 21. So um, it feels like I've been through a lot of those, at least the child rearing stages of life um, in my evolution as a person. <laughs> so I'm still in the motherhood role. Yet, you know, I'm on the cusp of being able or, you know, biologically so to become a grandmother really at any time. Uh, But I haven't had the privilege and the um, beautiful experience of becoming a grandmother yet. Um, But that is definitely the next phase of my maternal evolution. But I'll often, I think that really from the beginning of my journey into motherhood, I actually really didn't think about it a lot. You know, I was 23 when I had my son, and uh, that was the same age my mom was when she had me. And at the time, I was surrounded by children because I was a nanny. When I was uh, doing my undergrad degree, I actually was a nanny at the same time. So while I was going to school, I took care of a family of three children. And, um, but I've always had this maternal instinct, right? Like, so I'm the oldest of all my cousins. Um, I'm, I was, I grew up as the oldest in my household, except I do have older siblings that are half siblings that I met years later. That's another story. But when I was growing up, I was, I took on and I was put into the role of mothering. So it's, always been on my radar um, the acts of you know caring for people for um, you know being um, I guess a guide and mentor to little ones and actually even a playmate actually often uh, because when I was nannying I played with those children I actually remember that my last few weeks as a nanny 
it was the same last few weeks um, of my undergrad degree and I was just a, like weeks away from giving birth to my son who actually arrived early. So, you know, there were times when I was playing with those children, being pregnant myself, you know, moving into this motherhood role. And um, <laughs> I remember going down this tube slide uh, with them, playing with them and feeling like I was like had to kind of crouch down and scooch out of that thing because I was like this snake who just ha- had its last meal. <laughs> I'm like, how am I going to get out of this thing? <laughs> but it was all wonderful um, to be, you know, with those children, but in that on the cusp of motherhood myself. But at the time, I was highly medicalized. And if you've listened to my podcast podcast before, you'll know what I mean when I say the word medicalized. So I did see the beauty and value and evolution and naturalness, <laughs> the natural nature of being, of, of being um, in that motherhood or that maternal role. But I didn't, I didn't really, it didn't compute with me um, you know, that it was, that it equated to the physical experience or even the practices involved once I became a mother. So let me explain what I mean by that. In our culture, we see motherhood or the experience of pregnancy and childbirth and even postnatal experiences as a medical and oftentimes emergency. It's a medical event. It's a medical emergency. So in all of our um, media and in all of our um, stories that we tell and the movies that we watch and the books that we read, whenever a woman goes into labor, she is, uh, it's, an, it's an emergency. I mean, this is an exciting time, don't get me wrong. That is excitement, but it has actually moved into this belief that there's something um, scary and frightening about the whole experience and we need a professional to help us uh, make sure that we don't die or our children don't die in this process that is actually a natural process. Now, I'm not going to say that we are not faced with mortality or possible injury or complications involved in such a miraculous yet intense experience, for sure. But what's happened is that we're not even allowed to or given the space to experience that. And then if it comes to that conclusion where we do need assistance, then that is something we have um, as a tool or as a, an emergency aid when we need it. But what's happened is that we believe or we've come to believe that we need that from the get go. And what happens is that we have this almost like a learned helplessness or a disempowerment in our own um, birth uh, experience and not just the birth itself, but also leading up to it. Um, you know, we have a lot of really bad advice out there um, as opposed, like in, in relation to how to prepare for childbirth or prepare our bodies and our children's bodies. There's a lot of information that is not uh, disclosed or even known, such as, you know, possible toxicities or our mother's exposures that baby is actually not in a protective womb that is a barrier between that baby and the world. That's not how it works. Whatever mama's exposed to, the baby is exposed to as well. And also, you know, um, all of our, you know, reactions or uh, to what might be natural, like the body actually speaking to us. So, 
you know, with um, morning sickness, you know, we are given medications that are said to be benign, but I don't think any medication is benign. And there's always a natural alternative that actually addresses what that need is from that person's body. For instance, when I was pregnant with my son, my first, I was extremely nauseous where, and I, like I said, I was nannying and I was taking care of three children, um, as well as doing uh, all of my classes to finish my degree. And so I couldn't really afford to be sick, but I remember showing up at these masters. I was doing my masters and I would show up at these, um, these, I uh, forget what they called them. They were a different kind of uh, class and they were smaller, more intense. And they were, you had to take this particular level of class to get a master's degree. So I would show up there and it was a tiny class and I was like disheveled and constantly late and feeling horrible. I swear my skin was probably green every time I'd walk into that room. And um, I didn't know that this was actually a deficiency. So when I took, I was told in a medical sense to take vitamin B6. Now that is exactly what I needed, but I didn't realize that my diet was lacking, that I had a, um, uh, low levels and I, I actually had low levels and a bunch of nutrients. And that all had to do with like my GI tract and my overall state of health. So without getting into tons and tons of detail, when I took vitamin B6, my morning sickness went away. And then when I stopped taking it thinking I was feeling better, my migraines actually returned. So I had suffered from migraines for years before that. Now, what does that have to do with this? Well, I actually realized, I discovered at that moment that the nutrients that I was taking in by way of diet and also sometimes supplementation, if I was in need of more, was actually a deficiency was contributing to my discomfort. And so um, that's to be said with mineral rich diet when you're pregnant, um, you know, all of those things that we can become deficient in can actually affect how we feel because that baby is taking a lot from us. Um, we need to share what we've got. So we need to have enough for not just baby, but mom as well. So what was my point? Okay, so this is where I started my journey, learning about what was in my environment and the inputs and how I could actually naturally allow those processes to take place. So, I mean, in days gone by, we know for a fact we weren't taking supplements and we weren't needing to have any artificial intervention. And again, there are times when we have tragedy, but it wasn't commonplace when um, like to have to intervene. We had wisdom of our mothers and our grandmothers. We had the confidence of those generations that came before. We had a passing down of information, of, of uh, wisdom, of like this true peace in that process and the learning experience that comes with it. So what I found was that I had this intrinsic desire to learn that. And I was reading all of those books that you get, and I'm not going to name titles, <laughs> although I'd love to. And I look at that book now almost with contempt, you know, with disdain, thinking, how dare you rob me of all of my internal, my, my intuition, the wisdom that I could have had that was actually true um, and more healing and more peaceful and more connecting with me and my child and my body. 
how dare you rob me of that by making me afraid of all the things that could go wrong and only offer me medical intervention when there is a challenge to overcome. I felt really, I, I can't stand those books anymore. I, just, I think that they're, they're, uh, they're missing the entire point, missing the entire point. So, um, so I really thought about that and about the whole experience and as, as I was journeying through this motherhood experience and naturally I, I kind of fell into this motherhood that was, um, you know, with trial and error, you know, letting my son cry, I actually have um, almost like a PTSD grief uh, like response to that, that, that day when I decided, yep, I'm going to do what the books say and I'm going to sleep train him. I'm going to I'm going to let him cry it out. And I had to actually go for a walk. And when I came back, you know, my husband was there and I came back and he was still crying. And I just went, I can't do this. Why am I doing this? And so then I flipped into saying, you know what, I'm going to give him everything he needs. And then when he's filled up, he's not going to need more. So everything started to change. And the more connection that child got, the more comfortable he was in the world and the less he had to demand. So all of these things started to shift for me and I realized that to cut ourselves off or to silence symptoms or to ignore, you know, what's really glaringly obvious when you tap into your wisdom um, is to actually lead to future problems, not only like mental emotional problems like attachment issues and um, tantrums and learning disabilities even, even brain developments even different without that touch and the holding and the nervous system being able to calm and then they learn how to self-soothe when that's something that makes sense right when they're just born they don't understand that they're 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 used to being in the womb right and then they're out of the womb and we have this this is a very significant moment for that mother to have a new child like this new life came from me. How amazing is that? And to be uh, able to experience that without being in a world of drug-induced stupor. <laughs> I'm not going to judge. I had three epidurals and I tried every time to have a natural birth. Yet I um, had interference with that first birth, a violent interference. I would call it violence. And um, the, the second, the other two births that followed, I actually stalled at that very moment, that very point of the birthing process as I did when that violence occurred with my first baby. So it's a lot of looking back um, that I've been doing to uh, just assess my whole journey in that and, um, and find like a lot of wisdom in it and wanting people to know this beforehand, going into um, their potential mothering experience and then into the actual act of it um, with confidence and grace and, and empowerment. And yes, we're going to be afraid sometimes. This is a big job. Um, but knowing how to navigate those fears, because like I said, we have the information and the wisdom and the womb of support around us, which I feel like I didn't really have in this, in the sense, in the way that I actually was seeking, but didn't really realize I was seeking. So, um, I want to say so much more about motherhood, but I'm not going to, I'm just going to stick with preconception, conception, and postnatal. So 
Like I said, um, in our culture, we have really lost that wisdom or the connection to that wisdom or the confidence in that wisdom. And I want to reiterate that pregnancy and childbirth, they're not a medical emergency. And we think that it is because fear has been woven into the experience and it's disempowered us as women in our, in our maternal glory. And so it's actually, and I was speaking to two um, coaches that I trained, we were talking about this very topic and one of them said that medicalization's actually been pushed onto women, right? It's actually been pushed onto women. And if you consider even, well, this is not going to be convenient for me, I'm going to be on holidays. So let's schedule your C-section as if it's a given that you're gonna have a C-section on this date. It's about convenience um, at times as well. So um, I, I really feel that to empower women and return and have this experience being what it is meant to be with the initial you know, stirrings of birth, with well, the initial preparation, the conception, the preparation, the stirrings of birth, that transition through the intensity of that labor process, and then the actual relief and release of a new life into the world, um, to experience that will lead to less postnatal depression, more connection with self and baby. Um, that natural, if it's allowed to happen in that um, natural way, uh, we have healthier people, we have healthier connections. So um, returning to the flow, and like I said, in the confidence, and then, you know, really focusing on, we do focus on self-care when we talk to mamas, but we also say, well, you can return to work <laughs> in three months after your maternity leave is over or when the world needs you. Um, you know, so is that really self-care? And what does that mean to care for ourselves, right? How, how, how does that look? Is that just our bodies? Is that our minds, our spirits? And I, of course, I say as a holistic mama myself, it's all of it. Um, and recognizing that there's an incubation in that entire process. Um, and also if the baby, but also of mama and then mom and baby and family, that family unit, there's this incubation period where those seeds are allowed to um, sprout and grow um, in this safe space. And there's a quietness and a stillness and a slowing down that's involved in that process as well that we need to allow. We don't want to suppress. We want to experience it. If we have things come up, we want to be able to move through them. Um, and there's a, this is a time of integration and also of awakening, right? So we're integrating these new wisdoms. We're experiencing them and we're awakening to this new, these other things we've never thought about before we became, potentially became parents or we became parents or even grandparents. There's an awakening that's continually happening. If we allow ourselves to pay attention to that, if we are, if our eyes are open to it. An intuition, you know, with reflection and again, flow, love that word flow. And I think with knowing that this is a holistic, natural journey um, to be, that we revere and we can understand and keep making sense of things in our lives, 
how this motherhood is changing us and allowing us to grow and expand, which we always have to do with many challenges that arise, we need to know that we have a choice. We have choice in how we respond to our baby's cries. We have choice in what we do about a specific ailment or a specific need of each individual child or your own. And when we are highly medicalized, we are a lot of those choices are taken um, from us if we allow them to be taken from us, but they're not even presented if that's all we know. So I don't know. Why am I why am I so passionate about this? I, I really want to help mamas to reduce the dependence on the medical profession um, and to return to our natural rhythms, become empowered, remind us of our innate wisdom. I want mamas to become wholly healthier and raise healthy children for a future, a healthier future for us all because we see a lot now in the media about trauma and there's a lot actually being talked about, not, not in mainstream media, but in this holistic space, um, in the new psychology, in you know the study of the brain and the body and the nervous system and how the nervous system actually is controlling the immune system leading to every single, either you're healthy or you're have chronic conditions, this is really important when we're talking about the the mother's experience as well as the development and the baby's beginnings. And so I see paying attention to this whole process, the beginnings of life, as creating a healthier future for us all. And returning our children to a pace that makes sense to live like slowing down into it, experiencing life, the joy, the happiness, the, the wonders of all of the things that are in their experience in their world. And my children, actually, I have an, uh, I, I'm sort of like a forever four-year-old. Why, why, why? I want to do this. I want to get my hands in there. I want to be there. I want to do it. I want to experience it. I want to get dirty. Um, and I think that all of us have that in us. Be, but it's just programmed out of us. And so being a mother and allowing ourselves to experience life with those children as well um, is also a journey that is uh, a natural, I think natural. Obviously, we grow up. Obviously, we have different responsibilities that our children do. Obviously, we have more wisdom and we have a little bit more caution as far as like, hey, we're not going to jump into the middle of the road. Um, that's not nice to hit. <laughs> Things like that. But and we have more self-regulation often. But if we have we it's like marrying the two and not forgetting what it is to have an innocence and a peace in childhood rather than constantly having to heal traumas that we have actually been self-induced or and or imposed upon us through you know birth traumas or traumatic events that come out of an unnatural way of parenting because we all feel it if something is said to you like when it was said to me let that baby cry i knew that wasn't what i needed to do and i did it anyway so and then I was like, I'm not living my values or my truth. This is wrong. This is not what he needs or me. So I just let that baby be with me in my bed and on my lap and on my breast for as long as he needed to be. 
And then that was when both of us were satiated. And I surrendered to the experience. I surrendered to the experience. So another reason why I'm really passionate about this topic is that I find, like I said, so many of the go-to resources for mothers to be entirely empty. They're disconnecting and they, they're often just plain wrong, as I said. So because they tend to met, uh, medicalize and pathologize this whole med, uh, mothering or motherhood experience. Okay, so I do want to introduce something um, because when I, again, I see something that I really want to share and I'm actually not even responding necessarily to all the higher rates of, you know, childhood chronic illness and the, the raising, um, the, the stronger conversation that's happening around trauma and birth trauma and, and adverse childhood experiences and all the stuff we know now about, you know, um, health, like physical health, but also mental and emotional health and the nervous system development and babies and stuff like that. It's not just where I'm responding to the things I see that could go wrong, right? And that are going wrong because of this un- unnatural way that we live or we're um, you know, ignoring the, like, the actual ease of natural progression of life. But I find that um, I, I really, I always want to create something like a community around that, so, like a, create a support system for people who were like me, knowing there's something not right about this. And I want to, I want something else. And I need a community around me that feels the same. I need some guidance because I've been taught this and I know it's not right. I know it's not right. I want to have my you know, mothers and grandmothers who are passing on their wisdom and I want to be one of those people for the people who come after me and for my children. So I created um, a program and it's being co-written with a couple of my other uh, my tra- while well, they're not trainees anymore, they're grads of my Healthy Family Formula Practitioner Training Program. And so I think I'm so pleased to introduce this program because I consider it to be the wellspring of information for every person who wants to start their children off with the best possible chance at health. And not even just chance at health, but really full-on joyful vitality. I don't think, I mean, we don't need to have a traumatized, um, disconnected community of, of damaged people. We want, um, you know, a, a community of healthy families. Um, so again, we know that chronic illness can be reversed. We know that healing is possible. But my question is, why not make that struggle a little bit easier from the get-go, right? In this womb of support. So I also want to attract people who are proactive, they're curious, right? And they want to, they really are um, engaged in um, exploring what motherhood and the experience of, you know, preconception, conception, childbirth, um, postnatal really can be for them. So, okay, so I'm going to talk about, quickly talk about the program before I wrap up this session. Now, of course, so what we're doing is, I'm so excited, it's going to be 12 modules and it's going to be coached with myself, Kirsty Gran and Lisa Lash. 
And we all are in different stages of our motherhood journeys. Um, Kirsty has little ones. I have kids that have moved into early adulthood. And Lisa has adult children and is a new grandma. <laughs> so congratulations to her. Um, so our so what we're doing is we're offering a program that we meet on three consecutive Saturdays. Now, we considered having it like a 10-week program, but I don't think anybody has the patience to wait for a trickle of information. Like if they want to know, they buy a book and learn it now. But for us to be able to coach this program, be there and answer questions, um, we need to be there live, right? We, the support and the uh, live discussion is going to be the heartbeat of this program. And so the first day, we're going to talk about preconception and preparation. We're going to talk about nutrition, diet, and detoxification. And we're going to talk about movement and exercise, sleep and rest, and stress reduction. So that is sort of the preparatory phase of having your children. And, you know, actually, if you have other children, if you're a grandparent, if you've been there, done that, or if you're even trying to find what root causes might have resulted in some of the health challenges your children have now or even yourself this program is still excellent information because sometimes when we can look back we can see what things that we can actually adjust and rebalance right now so for instance it's the whole notion of birth trauma let's say and we talk about all of that stuff in the program in that intro day um and Looking at that, you can say, ah, that's why I have anxiety and I've had anxiety my whole life not knowing where it came from. And there are lots of things you can do to actually rectify that, even if you've been experiencing that for your entire life. So day two, we're going to be talking about healthy environment. We're going to be talking about conception and pregnancy. We're going to be talking about baby development in a way that you have never heard before. Yep, this is when the this is when the heart develops. Blah blah blah. That is not the only thing. We're going to focus a lot on the nervous system and the immune system. We're going to talk about healthy birth experience as well. And then on the third day, we're going to talk about postnatal uh, care of baby, care of mom, and all of these things will actually overlap in some way because obviously we'll be talking about nutrition and diet again, you know, at this point. Um, but postnatal care, we're going to also talk about postnatal emotional struggle, um, depressive, uh, situations, uh, what might cause that. Um, but that's really going to be very intimately interwoven with the whole experience of the childbirth itself. So we're gonna talk about what I mean by that. We'll talk about self-care, maintenance, and prevention. And we're, we're gonna talk about connected families, connected parents and partners, parenting and parent-child bonds. And we're gonna conclude that day, you know, the whole program that day and have a wrap up. And all throughout the program, there will be time in between each session to ask questions and then we have a MeWe group and MeWe is just a platform, I'm not even gonna call it social media, I'll call it social connection. And um, there's like very, there's no clutter or censorship 
or distractions or advertising or algorithms involved in that. So it's really just a medium that we're using to converse and chat and raise questions and discuss and support uh, each other. So us coaches to support you and you to support and discuss and be with each other. So again, three consecutive Saturdays. I'm going to post the dates under this recording because you may listen to this when we're doing our next offerings. So look at the show notes beneath this uh, recording and you'll have the current dates for the current offering. Uh, Right now, it's going to be in just over a month, but we are accepting applications and we don't want it to be too huge. So we will cap the the, um, the group at a certain number. And we will have recordings available, so if you can't make some of the sessions, you can listen to the recordings. But again, part of the beauty is being there in person, Um, just to be able to feel the love and the warmth and the community and be able to ask your questions. But it is recorded and you have the recordings forever. So this is actually a really nice gift for mamas-to-be or people who are wanting to conceive um, or even are in a later stage of the game and have their children already but are experiencing perhaps postpartum or issues with any sort of health issues um, as well or just want to learn about this stuff. All right, so, um, so really my overarching desire is to spark and fan the flame of wonder and curiosity, to return us to an empowered, um, enlightened, uh, you know, intrinsically wise way of embarking on the journey of parenthood and specifically motherhood. And I highly encourage the dads to listen as well, because I think that that is, it's directed toward the mamas, but there's lots of information in there for dads to be had. I think that dads need to be equally informed and inspired and, um, you know, um, hmm. (laughs) enlightened uh, with the same information. And also joining the sacred circle, like the womb of our support, and uh, that we would we are just so excited to share with you. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast and I'm going to end it there. And um, for all you mamas to be, may your journeys be well. This podcast is sponsored by the Healthy Family Formula, which essentially means that we share our information for free. All we ask is that before you move on to the next hundred things on your to-do list for today, take what you learn and instead of waiting until Monday, January 1st, or any other arbitrary date in the future, act on it now. Buy that new food, start that new routine, shift into that healthier habit. The little steps steadily move you past the miles you leave behind you. For more information about anything related to family health, do pick up my book and check out our newsletter, blog, individual and group coaching programs, and practitioner training program at healthyfamilyformula.com. And you can also like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash healthyfamilyformula. You can find us on Instagram at hff underscore revolution and also on Clubhouse at empoweredfamily. 
Please note that Family Health Revolution podcast is not a source for diagnosis or medical treatment, but is the opinion of the host. This podcast is intended to empower people with information so they can make the best health decisions for themselves. It is up to each person to listen to their inner wisdom, consider the information they deem to be accurate and applicable to their individual situation, and consult with their trusted healthcare providers if they so choose when making any decisions regarding their own health or the health of their loved ones. Each person's health is their own responsibility. Oh, 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 oh,